Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Rocco and Mel. And this is April 4th, 2018. And we have invited Rich to the call. Um, letters from behind the wall with Michael Parsons. Rich, um, welcome to the call. Welcome to Thank the you call. for having me. You're welcome. And you do have the floor. That's the way we roll. Great. Well, my name's my name is Rich. I came to find out about Mike and Pat Parsons through the ministry of Rudy Davis here at Jubilee dot com. Uh, Mike had reached out to him, and I started following the case a little bit then. Uh, I believe that what's being done to him is a gross misjustice, and I believe that the more people that find out about how he's being treated and exactly what the scenario is, I think more Americans would be outraged. I've been um, lucky enough to visit Mike. He's being held currently at Douglas County Jail in Omaha, Nebraska. I visited him about a week ago, and uh, when they brought him out, it was, it, you know, it, it was really bad. He looked horrible. He uh, looked like he was maybe 50 pounds underweight, very pale. They had a surgical mask on him because he's refusing the TB shot because he knows what's in those shots. Um, ultimately, that led to Mike being taken. First, they put him in. They put him in segregation. He was originally being housed with another inmate who was refusing the TV shot. They singled Mike out and they brought him to a five by seven cell. And they tried to. They tried to. Well, I don't know the word. I think they were trying to intimidate him into getting the TB shot. Eventually, the U.S. Marshals came. They took him to an undisclosed location in a seedy part of town. Um, I'm guessing it's some kind of a minor medical clinic. They strapped him down to a chair. Uh, we're doing a forced blood draw on him. Once they had him strapped down, he was still kind of, you know, fighting. I wouldn't say fighting, but just letting it be known that he was against what they were doing. That's when one of the federal U.S. Marshals assaulted him. They uh, hit him in his jaw. He's got nerve damage, loosened teeth. They were sure to change his his uh, prison jumpsuit because it was bloody, and nothing's being done about it. It's a very sad situation. Um, I spoke with him on Easter Sunday, which is about two two days back. And, uh, you know, he was in okay spirits, but he's just dumbfounded that this kind of stuff can be done and nothing happens. He tried to report the incident pretty much to his, you know, they just pretty much laughed at him, you know, told him he didn't have any rights. And so now he is still at Douglas County Jail waiting to see what's next. I know there was supposed to, a trial was supposed to start here the beginning of April, but I believe it's been postponed. So, and then with his wife, I'm, I don't know if everyone's aware, but she was tricked by the FBI into, they posed as like a 
you know, I don't know what they posed as. It was maybe a few, some kind of company, and they were, they ended up asking her for money. She said, well, I don't have any money here, but I have an old truck, and somehow that landed her in an Alabama state prison. They too. gave, excuse me, Rich, they gave Mrs. Parsons, Patricia Parsons, an engineer, wrong information. They yes. posed as being uh, representatives of the Siliquatin Nation, and they were, in fact, federal agents, as okay. best as yes. I can determine. And they did come in, that's called fruit from a poisonous tree, my friends. It's, they lied to Mrs. Parsons. They went in, and please continue. She was not talking. She thought she was talking to the people of the, of the Siliquatin Nation that they were adopted into. So yeah. please take it from there. Thank you. Yeah, I know that I know that Mike is an ambassador of the Chicotan Nation in British Columbia. It's Chicotan Nation. Uh, if you look at British Columbia, it takes up a, a, a good majority of British Columbia, which I was unaware of until I started looking into this. They're behind Mike 100%. Chief Stanley Stump has written uh, different different letters in Mike's uh, defense. What Mike was doing is he was teaching them how to make money and be self-sustainable. He was teaching them how to sell timber and whatnot, and I think maybe that played into some of the, you know, nobody wants the, the native the natives to be successful, it seems like, and Mike really had a plan. Mike himself, I don't know if everybody's aware, but he's over half Cherokee, so, you know, it's in his blood to try to help the natives. And if you look at Mike's history... I mean, the guy, like you said, Patricia is a very, very, very well-respected engineer. His son is uh, uh, high up at a very, very prestigious Christian college. I mean, he raised his family as best as he could. He was teaching everyone that he knew how to be self-sustainable, how to stand on their own two feet. He ran for uh, different local offices in Tennessee, which I think was you know, partially responsible for, you know, I think part, I think some of the, uh, I think some of the politicians in his area have it out for him. And I think ultimately, you know, there may be one or two guys just had some kind of personal vendetta against him. And I think it scared him when he was running for, um, I can't remember offhand what he was running for. I can't but, either, but it's all located at uh, MikeParsons.org, MikeParsons.org. Yes. And I would highly, I would highly recommend any listener to check out that website. Um, you can pretty much get a plethora of information. Anything you, anything you'd want to find out about Mike on there. Um, one thing I did want to touch on is a lot of the listeners are probably aware our U.S. Constitution is basically becoming null and void in the courtroom. There's been numerous instances of uh, judges banning the Constitution judges barring mention of the Constitution in the courtroom. There is a prisoner by the name of Jeffrey Winehouse uh, from Missouri that the police shot point blank. He was hit three times, three or four times point blank with a 40 caliber box, hollow points. By grace of God, he lived. They put him in jail. He's doing 30 years for attempted murder, which he didn't pull his gun. It was entrapment. They were they were having him meet there. Anyways, the reason I mentioned him is he was he was going to 
cite the Constitution at his trial, and they put a shock, uh, basically similar to a shock card, they put it on their ankle, and then if they bring up the Constitution, the judge can shock the prisoner, which is cruel and inhumane. And that was in the courthouse in Missouri. Yeah. Yes, and, and going back to Michael, Michael is an adopted member of the Silicon... Would you pronounce it correctly? The the Chicotin. Chicotin Nation, okay. He and his wife, Patricia, have been adopted in as members of the Chicotin Nation in Canada. Yes. And if anyone wants to look up that case, it's very easy to find. And it's uh, Aboriginal Case Review, Chicotin uh, Nation versus British Columbia. It's a 2015 case. It's quite prominent. But now with Michael, okay, uh, Michael and Patricia are both invited adopted members into the Sequoia Nation, okay? And so the reason I have much empathy for Michael and Patricia, there, um, there was a similar case whereby when... That, that happened to other people, uh, USA versus Reed and Davis, okay? And I myself have been terrorized, victimized. I'm no longer a victim, okay, but uh, threatened because I was invited into a nation that is called a non-status Indian nation on American soil. Okay? Wow. So... That's kind of the backstory of my interest and how Mike and I got uh, to, to communicating with each other. And uh, I'm I'm totally fine with this coming out because, um, at any rate, let's okay. Let's go back to Patricia is in Alabama and Michael is in being under federal. The federal marshals are holding him in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Yes, ma'am, and I think his trial will take place at the federal courthouse here in Omaha. Um, and that's not 100%. What day will that sorry. be? What, what day will that be? Well, it originally was supposed to be for the first week of April, if I wasn't mistaken, but I think it's postponed now, so I'm kind of waiting on... There's a lot of stuff with him right now that's up in the air. Uh, one bit of good news, they were barring him from speaking with his wife, and I know he filled out some paperwork. Hopefully that'll be, be approved. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, and, you know... Yeah, the, the, case, the case that he's looking at now, he, he's been... Uh, right now he's looking at a case where the, the accusation is that he perhaps... Somebody flew a plane and landed it in Nebraska, right? Yeah. And then two weeks later, to my best comprehension, there was a weapon or a firearm found in that plane. The plane was not secured. Yeah, I can speak to that a little yes, bit. Please. Mike, Mike, uh, explain that to me. So uh, there was a plane. It was being stored in an airport in Nebraska. It's been there about a week, maybe two weeks. Uh, the FBI did raid it. They found a rifle of some sort. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of things just don't make sense. For instance, the the airport president. The, excuse me, the FBI tried to claim that the vehicle, the plane had been locked and not tampered with since Mike had flung it in or whatnot. But the airport president uh, went on record and said, no, we've been getting in this plane every day and charging it just because we don't want the battery to die and have issues. 
He also, the airport president, also stated that he had been in there numerous times and never seen a rifle whatsoever. So there's a lot of inconsistencies. I believe that the chain of custody would have been broken if the vehicle was not locked at all times. So a lot of it sounds substantial. Um, I personally I personally believe that Mike's been, been singled out and targeted. There would also be a film that Mike would probably have an opportunity to uh, bring that in as evidence. There would be a film at all times on that plane. Um, I don't know if, the, if, it, if there was any filming being done. I do need to ask him about that. Yeah, please but do. The one thing that I've got, I mean, I listened to a lot of his calls with Mr. Rudy Davis, and then I felt in my heart I need to go visit him. And I'll tell you, when he came walking out, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even the same guy that I've seen pictures of. I mean, it looks like he's just been treated horribly. But one thing is he hasn't lost his mental capacity, um, you know, I can honestly say he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And if you do visit his website, you'll see that this guy, you know, he's very self-sustainable. He had a beautiful house they built themselves, put his kid through college, his wife's successful engineer. And if you want my personal opinion, I think that somebody in Piston County or in Tennessee had it out for Mike, and I think they want to get him out of the picture, and I think they want to take his property. Mike is smart enough to stop that, but, you know, there's only so much that you can do when you're locked up. Mike was um, an employee of FedEx Corporation, other than, and and I I also know that he was uh, running for a political office in Tennessee. Yeah. um, I, you know, I, other than, uh, Michael has also lost, Michael and Patricia, they've lost their family farm. Okay. Yeah. They had um, hybrid wolves that they were ra- raising. Okay, and like you said, they yeah. were all, you know, very, you know, self-sustainable, successful, etc. Um, and those same wolves, those same wolves. Most people, if they've ever seen the movie Dancing with Wolves, Mike did lease those out to those filmmakers. So those wolves you've seen in there came from Mike's pack. Wow! Didn't know that. Yeah. Dancing with wolves. Okay. So that brings Very. the film industry. And it says yeah. here on his website, MikeParsons.org, on November 23, 2009, Michael was railroaded into prison for exposing corruption in Tipton County, Tennessee government. On April 26, 2012, Michael was released on parole. However, 22 months later, just prior to filing deadline for another county election, the Parsons farm was raided under false pretense and without a warrant, and by a Tipton County goon squad. That's Tennessee. Yes. Then after one of the goons asked if I was going to run for county executive again, despite saying I had no time to run, Michael was falsely accused by the minions of those in fear of losing their power, and again Michael was kidnapped and returned to the state of Tennessee Corporation Prisons for Profit System. Absolutely. And then he evidently was released from prison in 2015 after completing seven-year sentence for false charges. Seven years. Okay. Yeah. Let's point that out. Seven years. Yeah. And seven years you'll never court down. You'll never get it back. You'll never get it back. Patricia held the court down during that time. Evidently, his son was growing up. So, um, please continue. Please tell us about what 
But Mike wanted speaking, to say to us. Well, speaking to his son, you know, his son is a very, very successful guy. I think Mike's trying to shield his son from all this stuff. You know, he doesn't want his son being brought in in any way, shape, or form. Look right. what they did to his wife. They, yeah. can, I mean, it's one thing to go after a man. It's another thing to go after a woman whose husband is in prison. Yes, they did have a very, I mean, chickens, ducks, uh, llamas, wolf. They had all kinds of livestock. Right. I, again, I, again, I recommend everybody to look at MikeParsons.org. There's some good pictures of that. And I think by the time they did trick Pat Parsons into into all of this, I think her main concern was trying to save her animal, you know. And I think that's how they were able to get leverage against her. I know that Mike and Pat were not able to talk during all this, so he wasn't able to give his wife any advice. He had wanted her to fight it. But right. I they think played, they, the, the federal agencies played Let's Make a Deal with Pat. I'll just say yeah, that. It's called Let's, let's Make a Deal is what I call it. Absolutely. Let's make a deal, and if you don't do what we want, you're going to go for a long time. We're going to take everything. Or, you know what I mean? They had promised Patricia that she would not go to prison. If she agreed, she had hired an attorney, unbeknownst to Michael Parsons. Yeah. And... At that point, they had promised, the attorney had promised her she would sign this piece of paper, right? She would never spend one day in prison if she agreed to the terms of whatever was on that piece of paper, okay? Which is, I think it's posted, uh, I uh, I looked it up on PACER and um, tried to find it, and someone else may have it posted. It may be on your uh, J-U-B-I-L-E.com. Uh, yeah, is that dot, is that dot org? Is that I dot org? think it's dot com. I want to say it's dot com. Okay, commercial. Uh, y e a r of j u b i l e dot c o m. And, and if if you don't get it with that, try the dot org. I don't remember offhand. Yeah, um, another, go ahead, continue. Please. Another thing, another thing I can tell you is I'm going to go visit Mike tomorrow, okay. and I I'll get some. Uh, any talking points that he may have. Please. He was adamant. He was adamant about letting everybody know about the abuse from the federal marshals, and uh, you know he's trying to connect with some of the local tribes here in here in town, the Ponca tribe and the Omaha tribe, to see if there could be any help from them. But one thing I've learned through advocating for some of these prisoners is it's not the good old days where the Constitution. It helps, and these guys, these federal authorities do what they want. I mean, Michael is actually, yeah, federal, yeah, the federal employees, they they do, um, they break laws all the time. They do tell lies. The police officers can tell lies and get by with it. Uh, I know in in USA versus Reed and Davis, there was actually an FBI agent that did perjure himself on the witness stand. He told lies. And, and he probably didn't get in any trouble, I'm guessing. I, well, or, not yet. Not yet that I'm aware of. Not yet that I'm aware of. And, um, yeah. But it is Year of Jubilee, but it's spelled J-U-B-I-L-E dot com. And also the other reference point on the videos is go to YouTube as long as he's up on YouTube. A lot of people yeah. have been getting... Um, dinged on YouTube, but it's called uh, Lone Star 1776, 
that is how I found. I'd actually um, had been sent a, a video of Dan Peterson, who had been released from the Correctional Management Unit up in Marion, Illinois. Yeah. And all yeah, the, the illegal prison, the illegal, unconstitutional, right. satanic prison. And that's how I found, after I watched the, the Dan Peterson uh, audio video on YouTube, I had found Rudy and Aaron, and they're doing a great work on um, Lone Star 1776 on YouTube, and also they have a prayer call. Uh, on Saturdays, that everyone's invited. I think you can check that out. The number is on yearofjubilee.com. Now, Rocco and I are on Rocco Vanzetti Nation on TalkShoe, and I publish uh, with uh, truthpress.org, and I'm also publishing uh, Letters from Behind the Wall on Before It's News and any other place, Yahoo groups, um, that yeah. can get the message out. And Anywhere you can get it out, praise God. That's that's correct. And you know we're reaching out to everyone. Um, you know you need to be led. You need you need to be led by your Creator, uh, and and the Holy Spirit. I I call the Holy Spirit the Great Spirit. And yeah. um, whatever is right for you to do, we must do it at this point in time to help the prisoners, the political prisoners, of which, you know, as one of the um, gentlemen, Cody Snodgrass, said, a lot of these stories are buried in the prisons of what's really going on. Cody Snodgrass, um, he wrote... I'm familiar uh, with him. Choosing the Light and Dark Secrets of the Oklahoma City Bombing. He said that he was... He was held in a prison supermax out in Colorado, okay? For ADX four years. Yeah. Without, without, without a hearing. And he said there's... A, one of the things that he brought up on the last uh, audio video, or audio that I did with him, was that, you know, the secrets are being buried in these secretive prisons and also regular prisons and jails. And the federal employees cannot overcome that statement. They can't. Prove me wrong, and many of us who have caring and compassion, we we have much caring and compassion uh, about what's going on in what what you know this grand experiment called America. Okay, but now Patricia and and Michael, they are members now, invited members of the uh, Save the Nation, the Chicago Nation. Now, can they come down, the chief come down and testify for Michael or give a written affidavit, or how's that I believe, I, I'm not 100% positive, but I believe he's already written an affidavit up. Um, okay. When I speak with Mike tomorrow, I'm, you know, it's sad because you can't bring a pen and paper in there when you talk to him, but okay. I do believe that I'll be able to get um some answers as far as if he's able to fly down, what his authority would be considering it's Canada. But um, one of the things that he's, Mike was interested in and kind of curious about was mm-hmm. um, if any of the other Indian nations would be willing to stand with the Chicotans, and I, be- I believe a lot of them will. I mean, the Ponca tribe here in town, they're a big, big Plains Indian sh- native tribe, 
Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's their conditions are just horrible. And what Mike was doing, for instance, with the Jacodins, he was teaching them how to cut down timber, where to sell the timber, where, you know, he basically put an infrastructure in place for the, the tribe to make money so that all of them could make money. And that's why he was so well-received. He was there to do good. Now, I don't know about Canada, but I know that in America, it's almost like they want the Indians on the reservation, drunk and with no representation. You know, you get some nations that will maybe get a casino and bring in revenue like that. But other than that, it's tragedy. It's horrible, the poverty level. It is a tragedy. And you're talking in America about the Bureau of Indian Affairs? Yes, ma'am. Okay, that are... They're BIA card-holding status Indians. There's many Indian tribes on American soil that aren't members of BIA. Okay, that's... uh, I I see those people that are the only ones that would be interested in helping Michael, and the reason I say that is because, see, the federal government is managing the trust uh, the tribal trust money of those memberships that are in BIA, okay, yeah. Bureau of Indian Affairs, that yeah. comes under Department of Interior. I I hope the very best for Michael and Patricia on this, on the Indian tribes. The Indian tribes have been targeted, okay, they're fearful. Yeah. They won't come on recorded calls and conferences like this. They're fearful. And I, yeah, I understand why. It's like you say, they are being controlled by the federal government. The the uh, sovereign title that they had had at one point is just that, a title. There's nothing behind it. There is no real sovereignty on any of these Indian reservations. Like you say, they, have, they know what they have to comply to continue with their funding, and the poverty is so bad there without that funding. There's, you know, there's no jobs. There's no nothing, you know. So, you know, we can only hope, we can only pray that maybe something can come of it. But, you know, I looked at the infrastructure of the Poncas, and it's it's just sad. You know, I mean, they've got one office in Omaha. It's a house that doubles as a hospital, you know. Okay. And then uh, their and they, uh, headquarters. That's the reservation, right? The that's not the reservation. No, that's just, uh, I believe that's just like a uh, hospital-type administrative building. I'm not okay. sure if they're up at Rosebud or not, but they do. I know their administrative offices are in Nishnabotna, or uh, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Anishinaabe. Anishinaabe. I know yeah. from Anishinaabe, but um, the Little Shell Nation in North Dakota is. They speak Anishinaabe, I do believe. They're, they're another yeah. nation that aren't status quote unquote bar card not bar card BIA card holding members they're uh, and they're located uh, under the back and oil reserve and that was directly connected before Standing Rock came the case USA versus Reed and Davis. So that's very old then huh? Yeah, it goes back to eighteen sixty three. It was uh, the the old crossing treaty. Um, yep. it was signed by Chief Little Shell and um, Abraham Lincoln, and they were never paid. Uh, Wow. um, I do believe that the DeLoreans received some type of payment. They're Lakota Sioux, and um, over on on the Roulette side, um, there's some members of 
the Little Shell Nation were never paid, and they are not BIA, Bureau of Indian Affairs, uh, Indians, if you will. They don't. Wow. So yeah, it's uh, Michael. I know that he hasn't done. There's a lot of us. Many. I know a couple of us that have studied the treaties, and I know another. Well, a third one that knows a lot about the treaties. Uh, that um, you know, if you and I make a treaty, right? If someone yeah. is standing there like the U.S. Army at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really not making a, a treaty agreement. No, that's called making it uh, under duress. Right, but if you go back to the Treaty of the Delaware, 1778, if you go back and read that treaty on the Avalon Project, that's a very good start. And okay. the, the history, you know, the history is there for people that that want to reach out and, and, and yeah. study it. But there is a lot of... Uh, I think that there should be a lot of attention brought to this case simply because it's international, okay? It is Very international. You're, you're talking about uh, someone that wanted to uh, export himself, if you will, and his family into another nation, the Quotin. Tell me again how you yeah. pronounce it. Chicotin. Chicotin. And Sue Holland, she's in prison in... Or, could you tell us a little bit about Sue? Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not up to, to. I don't think I'm up to par or up to to pace on Sue. I do know that um, basically the the you know the nuts and bolts of it are there was a native child that was put into foster care, mm-hmm. was being abused. Uh, I don't know if it was up sexual or up in Canada. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were able to. I think she reached out to the Chicotin. Sue went and got her and brought her to the Chicotin Nation where she was safe and with her people. And then they they, uh, charged Sue with, uh, you know, kidnapping and all that. Which, you know, I think ultimately the problem comes, it it gets down to being they don't like the fact that there is somewhat, you know, a little bit of sovereignty with these nations. You know, they they want to be in control of everything, even though the laws, you know, are kind of different. I uh, there is a statement put out from Sue Holland on Lone Star 1776 a couple days ago. It was made in 2015, and I would recommend every listener to check that out. It breaks down exactly what happened. It gives the dates, the times, what happened to the young girl, how Sue was charged, and then some of the specifics of her case. When I heard that, that was one of the first times that I've got all the facts, you know. I, uh, I've i been kind of focusing on Mike. I don't think it's any coincidence that he was housed in my city, and the good Lord put it on my heart to go and visit him, and I'll tell you, one thing I can say about Mike is, you know, he's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. The guy can quote the Constitution backwards and forwards. He can quote all the articles, the Declaration, the Declarations of Independence. He knows the laws front, front and back. And I think that's, I think the prison system's in a little bit of a, a catch-22 with him. Because Mike's able to very intelligently, you know, for instance, with the TV shots. Mike told him exactly what chemicals are in that shot, exactly why he doesn't want it in his blood. You know, he was against blood drawing, this, that, and the other. And typically, 
You know, my experience with Douglas County Jail is most time what's going to happen is the guards are going to rough you up, intimidate you, and tell you, look, this is how it's going to go. You're going to do this or else this, that, or the other. Well, with Mike, you know, Mike's the guy that quotes statutes, asks to talk to the supervisor, asks to talk to the manager. Mm-hmm. He's not a prison. Pri- they always say when you go into prison, forget about the outside world, you know, do your time. And Mike's not that guy. Mike is very up-to-date on current affairs. You know, he's he might be in prison, but his his spirit's still free, if that makes sense, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the website for the... Tell me one more time. Pronounce it correctly. Chicotans. Um, Chicotans. Yeah. Universalsupremecourt.org. It does have... Uh, Sue Holland's name on it, and it gives a little bit of background. She was evidently a, a justice with the Sequoia Nation in Canada. Yes. And yes. Uh, again, this is an international situation. Yes. It was an international situation with uh, USA versus Reed and Davis. And again, that story was buried in uh, CMU units, two CMU units. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out because that, you know, just here in CMU, that piques my interest. Yeah, universalsupremecourt.org. If you do look up, the the name of the tribe is spelled T-S-I-L-H-Q-O-T, apostrophe I-N. The website that I'm on right now is Universal Supreme Court of the Sequotan Nation. Phone okay. 931-264-0545. The address on the email is usctchiefjustice at yahoo.ca. CA, of course, stands for Calif- uh, uh, Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Okay. And um, now this goes back to 2016. And again, there is a, 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 a Canadian-British case, and that's what we're looking at, uh, in Canada about the Sequotan Nation. T-S-I-L-H-Q-O-T apostrophe I-N. Go ahead. So Please. let me ask you on the Reed and Davis. Are they incarcerated currently? Michael Howard Reed is currently in Safford, okay. Arizona. Uh, okay. Greg, Gregory Davis, the chief of the Little Shell Nation, is a free man at this time. He uh, was okay. in prison in... Um, in Texas, in, um, I think I have it long enough, I'll remember it. Um, he, he did three years' time. Uh, Michael wow. has done nine years' time. He's uh, right at the base, at the foot of Mount Graham, the big mountain right. where the land was stolen from the original people and given to the Vatican, as well wow. as uh, the Arizona University. Okay, and that's where the prison sits in Safford, S-A-F-F-O-R-D, uh, Arizona. I talked to him this morning. He is in good spirits. He um, he says he's being treated okay. Um, one of the things that I'll bring up here is the fact that Michael sent off for his good time behavior credits, is what they call it, okay? Yeah. Now, that was not his job to send off for that down to Grand Prairie, Texas. It was the job of an employee of that prison. They needed to do the data entry, okay? And immediately, Mike's credit, Michael Howard Reed's credit would be given to him. 
on uh, the BOP.gov website, okay? Any luck so far? What's that? Any luck so far on the response? Or? Well, the the luck about it is he should have been released in, in June of 2016. That's the fact oh, wow. of it. But wow. he, they have to credit. He had to write down to Grand Prairie, Texas. That's what they told him there in the prison. And yeah. It wasn't his place to do so. And then, from from what I can best determine, uh, the unit manager or the SIS, that's called Special Investigative Services Officers in Federal Prison, um, somebody got in trouble. Somebody got in trouble. And, and somebody got promoted. But it wasn't Michael Howard Reed's place to write for his good time credit, okay? Yeah, It was the place of an employee in these private prison systems, and that's what we're looking at. It's not Bureau of Prisons. What they do is, and the federal marshals are holding the federal prisoners, okay? But it is outsourced, if you will. Uh, Oh, it's horrible. It's tied in the circle. It's also, you can, you can check out CERCO, S-E-R-C-O. It's tied into uh, the CCC, Correctional Corporation, yep. and also... For-profit prisons. Yes, yeah, for-profit, yeah. It's, it's outsourced out. It's mm-hmm. not the BOP.gov. They're real. No, and it's, the, it's sad. There's, there's cases of judges that have, uh, you know, huge huge stakes in the, in the stocks of these prisons, and they're still they're still sentencing people because they get paid per prisoner. It's it's just evil. Yeah, they, they correct. They are assigned a QSIP number. They start running the yeah. bonds on the prisoners after, I think, 140 days. The Securities and Exchange Commission, who has no oversight whatsoever, they have no oversight over the Securities and Exchange. It, it's kind of like if you do a complaint on SEC. Uh, it, it can go on file 13 because nobody is is looking yeah. at, at what they're doing. So it appears to me that even the Department of Justice at this time is not truly uh, functioning properly because no. a lot of these men that put in for commutation of sentence a while ago, you know, remember when all of, a lot of the drug illegal drug dealers got out under the last administration. Yeah, many yes, of do. this is what I found out recently within the last six months. That and I got an email from the Office of Department of Justice commutation of sentence. Uh, many of those applications for commutation of sentence, which was found on DOJ.gov, I'm not promoting them by the way. I'm just telling you where they're at. Yeah, um, absolutely. Many many of those files they just disappeared. Many of the men and women that applied for commutation of sentence, forgiveness of sentence, uh, under the last administration, under the, yeah. I think it was Eric Holder, who is no longer around. He's an attorney. Yeah. Corrupt, corrupt man. Hey, right. Catherine Austin Fitz puts everything out <laughs> She explains it so much better than I, so I refer people to Catherine Austin Fitz on the prison system. But um, all of these applications for commutation of sentence is not are not yeah. there under this one, administration. So that's wrong. That I, that's criminal. No, that's, that's criminal. Cri- that's, no, it's absolutely criminal, and I agree with you. One thing I've noticed through 
uh, helping Rudy a little bit is a pattern. And it seems like once these guys want to run for office, like Jeffrey Winehouse in Missouri was running for county coroner, you know, so they shot him. And when they shot him, it was under false pretenses. They raided his, he was a journalist, they raided his office, took Correct. his computers, and and then they told him, hey, meet us at this gas station, we're going to give you back your, your stuff. So he went down there, um, He oh, it's open carry down in Missouri, at least, you know, it's, it's, he was legally open carrying, and I uh, got out of the car. They said, "Why do you have a gun?" He said, "Why do you, Why do you have a gun?" They he had film fire. rolling, right? He had film rolling. Yeah, Li- yes, ma'am. Little did they know that he had a watch on that was recording video. And so, I want to say six months later, they returned his watch, and then the video came out, and you know, you can see clearly they tried to murder him. Right. But, we don't want that to happen to Michael Parsons nor Mrs. Patricia Parsons, no. okay, nor any federal yeah. prisoner. Uh, yes, was, yeah, that was a Missouri Highway Patrol on that yeah. one, correct? Henry, Henry Folsom was his name, yes, ma'am. And, and that is W-E-I-N House, Winehouse, and he was a journalist. Now, I don't get on in on the political side. Some, for some yeah. reason, I just don't fit there, okay? And I no, don't get I, in don't, on the, I don't either. I yeah. don't either, not to cut you off, but I do get in when I feel that men are no, being illegal. I don't have anything to do with 501c3 um, yeah. uh, religious organizations either. So that's what that's where my uh, that's where I start and stop. Under, I, I'm, understandable. I, I, I do share with the veterans. I share all these publications with the veterans. Um, yep. Like David Hinkson, I'll bring him up. Um, David Hinkson is in a Kentucky prison after 16 years. He is a Navy veteran. And put away by put away by the testimony of a lying false witness who wore a purple correct. heart that he did not earn. Correct. By the name of Swisher, and uh, I think he had to recount or I don't know what the deal is, but that's the thing. The government will do anything they can to get these guys put away. Part of what I'm trying to do with Mike is it's always good to have boots on the ground locally. You know, I go and see him. I didn't get to see him after he was assaulted, which I'm... Oh, and by I, the way, know, tell us how we can give into his fund, to his phone fund. And, I mean, um, please... Now, there's... It's uh, it's called the Connect Network, and uh, I can maybe send you over a link when we get off. Now, what I do is I go down... I go down to the county teller because there's no fees, and then mm-hmm. I just put money on his books. That way, he, he can do with it what he wants. Right. Um, but it's GTL Connect Network. Um, that's how you would, if you want to have calls or put money on for calls. Right. And then uh, the best way to give commissary or donate anything to him would to be to look up Douglas County Corrections on Google, yeah. and then there's a step-by-step way that you can do that. Let me give Michael's number real quick here. Yeah, Mike Parsons, Douglas County Corrections. And please do not put the number by Mike's name. He specifically asked not to do that. The address is 710 South 17th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68102. The data number, one of the girls told me the other day they're calling that number a data, D-A-T-A number which I had never heard that, the pound sign 3501687. Miss Patricia Parsons is located at the FCI in Aliceville, Alabama, P.O. Box 4000, 
3-5-4-4-2, and she was arrested. She surrendered herself yes, February 20th, 2018, and she had hired an attorney unbeknownst to her husband, Mike, a local yes. attorney. I do have the name of that attorney in, in some of my notes. Uh, if I know you that. would, uh, also, let me see what else we can do. Uh, if you'd like to write them or help them, it is sometimes hard to put money on the accounts of the phone companies. But we're yeah. talking that I know Michael Parsons told me that he had credit on his account and the federal marshals was holding that back. Well, you need to get a hold yeah. of Serco, S-E-R-C-O. You can look up Phil McConnell. He goes over the atrocities in Serco, S-E-R-C-O, Field McConnell. Um, okay. And... Um, that explains circle very well, and what it does and what it does not do. And on yeah, now go ahead. When he was in, just to, just to add to what you're saying, he was housed down in Leavenworth for a while, and people were sending okay. him books and funds, and then they was just they just kept it. Oh. No way for him to get it. Did he ever get that that those credits? Is what they call it. They're, see, because no, at that point no. he's been in there long enough. They're managing that trust fund. It's a trust okay. fund. Okay. Okay. And like you said, that trust fund is connected to the stock market, the private prison system, and if there's any place in that link, in that chain, when there's unclean hands or deception or all the above, okay? Yeah. It's 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 wrong. <laughs> this is real easy. It's it's yeah. kind of like. Uh, Real easy and real simple. I didn't write the laws. The laws are on the books. Yes. I, I agree. And we do need to have compassion for these prisoners, and I'll tell you why. Many people think that because someone's in prison that they are guilty, okay? And that could be probably the furthest from the truth. I I know yeah. horror stories about parents being put in prison because they corrected their child, okay? That's where CPS yeah. comes in. If you want to yeah, know about they, how corrupt CPS is, listen to Nancy Schaefer. She was a state representative in Georgia. Wow. Nancy Schaefer. Yes, I, I do right. know that CPS is the worst agency in the United States. They want our kids, and they want to put them in foster homes with pedophiles. It's disgusting, and it's... I can't say enough bad about them. Well, everyone that within the sound of my voice, you should look up Senator Nancy Schaefer. She was advocating for the parents that had been uh, abused by CPS. Also, there's a wonderful book out there. It's called Legal Abuse Syndrome by Dr. Karen Huffer. Legal Abuse Syndrome. Uh, Probably everyone within the sound of my voice at one time or the other has been a victim of legal abuse syndrome because they because of the subjects that we've been talking about but I am wanting to reach out and ask everyone you know if if you can only pray just pray whatever you, nope. you know whatever uh, your heart leads you to do but do something for these political prisoners behind the wall I'm publishing the letters from behind the wall from different prisoners there's people, there's, go look for an organization or a group of people locally or internationally or yeah. and, and work with them. And, and please, 
notes. I, I had a lady today ask me, she said, do you have any prayer requests? And I said, well, you know what? I really do have some prayer requests. She was a lady from Willow Springs, Missouri, and very nice lady. And I said, you know what? I have a big request. Get out your pen and paper. Get out your pen and paper. How much paper do you have? Please put all the federal prisoners that are political prisoners on your list and those that are not, they're innocent, because many of them are. And she said, really? I would have never thought of that. You know, go ahead. One one piece of advice that I'd like to stress is, you know, when they're behind bars, they're they're very limited in what they can do, who they can call, especially with these guys that are in the CMUs. They get one call a week. It's a 15-minute pre-approved call. So they really don't have a way to get their story out. Now, not to change the subject, but Schaefer Cox, for instance, he's locked up. Uh, I think when Rudy Davis started advocating for him, I didn't know who he was. Not very many people knew of him. Now he's gotten so much attention, you know, hundreds of thousands of letters. They posted recently a picture of his Rubbermaid, of all the letters that came in, you know, thousands and thousands of letters. His case was brought to the, I want to say the Ninth uh, Appeal Court or whatnot, and they dropped one one of his main charges, but... The only reason that that happened, because the government knew there were so many eyes on him, and then he, going back with Kent Hovind, the same thing, served nine years, sent a Liz Pendant letter from prison, they tried to hem him up for 20, tried to give him another 20-year sentence on that, you know, there ended up being 30 people at his court date, thousands of letters that came in. I want to do a shout-out, I, I, I get it, I get what you're saying. And I would like to add that we do have a, a real close radio talk show host, uh, Miss Angela Stark, out in California. She too has a, 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 a she calls it a POW page. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, and I'll I'll get that pulled up. But her website is myprivateaudio.com. MyPrivateAudio.com. She's on Thursday night. I'd like to invite everyone to listen. And um, let me find this. On her Prisoners of War page, she has put her POW page. um, She has put up all the prisoners that I've asked her to and the addresses. And that's another resource. Uh, um, Let me look. Let me pull it up here. But if you go to MyPrivateAudio.com, you can uh, pull up this Prisoners of War link. Um, and also get on the calls with Angela Stark Thursday night. And I will give you that link right now. And for all of our listening audience, because I'm sure people will be listening, it's called irwinshift.homestead.com forward slash POW addresses dot HTML. And I'll spell it. I-R-W-I-N-S-C-H-I-F-S dot homestead dot com forward slash POW addresses dot HTML. Uh, Miss Angela is a wonderful radio host. She's very popular. She has a huge library on her website at myprivateaudio.com. Her calls are on Thursday night. Myself and Rocco, Rocco Vanzetti dot org, uh, Rocco Vanzetti Nation dot org. And um, I'm at truthpress.org uh, for organization. And um, 
you know, we have some resources here. You can uh, write, you know, Rocco and I used to listen to Schaefer out, out of Alaska because he was yeah. being interviewed by Angela, Miss Angela. But erwinship.homestead.com oh, uh, forward slash POW for prisoners of war, meaning these prisoners, okay. addresses.html. And, okay, uh, I got that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. But we do have, you know, um, we do have a communication line. We want to keep that communication line open. Yeah. And I do thank you. And please finish us up with your closing, you know, information. Yeah, definitely. Michael Parsons, please. Uh, definitely. In, clo- in closing, absolutely. In closing, one thing I do want to say is, uh, when these guys are locked up, even a letter can make their day, and it shows them that you know people are still thinking about them, people are caring about them. Yeah. If you don't feel uh, led to do that, prayer, like Mel said, prayer is the most important thing. You know, again, any any commissary is appreciated, but most importantly, just prayer and letting these guys know that they're not forgotten. Tomorrow, I am going to go visit Mike. I'll have an hour visit with him, and I'll at least contact you and give you an update. Oh, please do. And let him know kind of. Yeah. Give him a hug. I I wish I could, but it's a video. But I will say that he did. uh, Last time I talked to him, he was very concerned about you. I let him know that you're okay, that we talked. And uh, he was was happy about that. He said he still couldn't get through, but I I will... uh, I don't know what what the problem is because I answer every phone call coming in if I'm awake. And uh, I wouldn't put it past this pres- this jail to buy. You know, I just I just don't trust them. I've lived in this city my whole life. I've heard of deaths in that jail, beatings in that jail, and that's one of the things I'm worried about with Mike. But I think that the I think the staff walking on eggshells because <laughs> one they know that he does have people out on the outside that are advocating right. for him. Right. And two, Mike Parsons a genius. He really is a genius. I mean, when I was speaking with him, I was looking at him like he's got an IQ of 160. I mean, many the of the prisoners that, are geniuses. They are. They've they, been they, teachers. They, they, they've they've been advocates for for Americans. Many yeah. of them are. I'm seeing Parsons, I'm seeing that pattern too. Yeah, absolutely. Parsons never once. I mean, violence wasn't on any of his. I don't think we ever did any violence or anything like that. But I will give you guys an update. I thank you very much for letting me come on and talk. Um, Maybe we can do another show, or maybe I can come on the air and give you a better update. I think he's got quite a bit of stuff to tell me tomorrow. So um, We're going to upload this on TalkShoe. I'm also going to upload it on archive.org. Uh, on the audio okay. immediately. Now, I used to, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, Mighty Mo, I think, is what I'm on YouTube. You can find me, some of my old things on TalkShoe, okay. Mighty Mo, and also um, with Howard Griswold on TalkShoe. There's some archives over there from, uh, I've, you know, and Rocco's been at this, how many years, Rocco? Nine years? Rocco, he's a men's meeting now, right now, and he's going to take all of our names in prayer to his men's meeting. I know I always ask him to do that, but Rocco's been in radio broadcasting, journalism, 
with the Bo and Rocco show on freedomslips.com. He's now uh, flying solo and taking Mel along with him. Good. <laughs> and, uh, we're uh, over there on TalkShoe, and we're also on truthradio.com with Pastor Massad, the old uh, Richard Palmquist radio station. We're over there Great. on Wednesday night. But, and we would like to invite everybody to Rocco Vanzetti Nation uh, on TalkShoe. And also okay. you can find Rocco um, at roccovanzetti.org. On Facebook, okay. you can find me at truthpress.org. Uh, I do the Twitter. Uh, I, okay. I, I I do the Facebook reluctantly because... Me too. Yeah, I'm kind of over that nowadays. Right, but that's where we're found, and we, you know, we come in peace with y'all. Yes, and ma'am. We, we As do out, I. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we we do want the best for America and Americans. Uh, I again, I don't get political. But we, yeah, but they're know, taking they're taking our brightest and putting them in jail, and it's it's got to stop. Well, and I I don't ever. Well, uh, again, many old timers will tell you the America that they were born in is not the America that we're living in today. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I'm only 36, but I can tell you it's a whole different world from when I was a kid. You can't even let your wow. child go outside and play. Yeah, you never see a, a a kid in the back of a pickup truck or somebody drinking out of a... It's just completely different. It's right. a different world. And back in the good old days, you know, you didn't get persecuted for exercising your First Amendment right, which right. is just... It's horrible, but... Well, I, I will, thank you, I'll, Rich. Yes, thank you. Let's You're definitely welcome. link up, ma'am, on... Uh, I'll definitely find your all your sites and your Twitter and all that, and I will call you tomorrow and give you okay. the heads up on how Please Mr. Do. Parsons is doing. Give him our love and tell him that Rocco and Mel are going to talk about him and other people are going to know about him and Mrs. Parsons. And um, Great. We're, I will. we're running the front lines, okay? And, um, you know, we hope that uh, many of the government employees will listen Two yep. audios like this. I know Harry Griswold used to say maybe they'll learn something from this. Yep. We we hope all the veterans um will listen and um you know and and, help and realize that this isn't what they fought for. They they did not fight to put patriots in prison. Harmless patriots. Right. Well Rich let's but, get together tomorrow. Yeah, hey, it's been my honor. God bless you guys. My Thank too. you for all you do, and we will talk tomorrow. Thank you, Rich. Great. Thank you, guys, and have a good night. You're welcome. Good night. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.